Weatherbell.com, meteorologist Joe Bastardi here, better known to the listeners here as the American Storm, with episode eight, or as we like to call it, the Ocho of the American Storm. We have here uh, Jeff Byers, who continues to be the dominant voice of everything that's important in Penn State, which is wrestling. Jeff? Yeah, but I don't do any Spanish-speaking uh, stations, so this Ocho stuff, it's over mm. my head, Mr. Artie. I don't know what we're doing here. It's like the joke about the roof. That <laughs> went over your head, too. Uh, and uh, the uh, fresh in from... A few days in Florida, mm-hmm. although she had to pay the price and land in Columbus. And uh, 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 the <laughs> American territory. girl. Jessie. Hello. Hello. I can't hear anything out of my headphones, so I hope that really? means I'm talking. I don't oh, want to hear goodness. anyone anyway, but as long as you can hear me, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> she said, like daughter, like uh, father, like daughter. I mean, that's uh, I it's, it's fine. Yeah, I once had Kale say that oh, to I me. Oh, I did have you in the wrong one. Uh, mm, uh, that's I okay. Was, uh, uh, and I, you know, I, I know I'm name dropping you. One time, Kale, <laughs> Kale and I were in a discussion in the sauna after practice, and the guys were there. And he looks at me and goes, you don't listen to a thing anyone says. You just think about what you're going to say next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what happens is if someone brings up a good point, it might confuse me. Yeah, see, uh, you don't want to be confused. I'm uh, with you on that. Uh, to see, I, I, after I listen to somebody for a while by myself, then I take in. But if I'm in the middle of an argument, I'm so insecure. I've been beaten so many times. I mean, my serotonin levels go down every time I argue with someone. Because like, You ever hear that Jordan Peterson podcast where he's talking about lobsters? When a lobster loses a lobster fight, his serotonin levels drop. It's basically he's on his way to dying. Uh, so, you know, the head lobster takes over. Well, that's what happens to me. I just lose everything. I'm sort of like, the, I'm, I'm like Jerry Reed. In uh, Smokey and the Bandit, like, oh, you got in a fight? How'd it go? As usual, I lost, you know. But, <laughs> but in any case, um, oh, man, what a headache this week with all the stuff going. You see, uh, did you see Kamala last night on 60 Minutes? I did. You saw, the- I did not watch it. I, I mean, I, I saw I, she was coming on. So. Yeah. I saw, we were in a, I don't know, like some restaurant. So I just watched her. I didn't hear it, though, but I don't. I don't like looking they at were asking. They were asking her why they're so unpopular. She, she blamed the press. And she said, for instance, among young people, climate change, they're all worried about this warming that's going on, and we're leading the way on that, but they don't know we are. And I'm like... I don't know anyone who is worried about... Like, people my age, I don't know who she means by young people, but I don't know anyone who's worried about it warming. Well, there's, uh, listen, uh, as a, uh, more people alive today... And there were three or four years ago. So somehow, and this guy, Guterres, the uh, UN chief, he went up to Nepal, and apparently the glaciers are melting real fast up there. And uh, he says, well, this is, uh, you know, this whole thing's caving in. You got Kerry, John Kerry. I mean, it's just hard to believe because they speak a language called ignorance. When I read what they say, there's nothing to back it up. They just get to say it. Uh, like, for instance, yes, the glaciers are melting fast in Nepal, right? But they've done that before, right? But I think because they've, they've made so many dire predictions that have not come true, I, I honestly think, I think if you asked most people, are you concerned about the climate, they'd say yes. And, you know, man-made uh, CO2 or whatever it is. Just in any capacity? Is. But... 
I think they would give you that answer because they don't want to be perceived as somebody that doesn't care, as somebody that isn't uh, concerned. But, yeah, I don't think, Jess, that, that there are very many people walking around every day. There are some. I mean, that there I think it's there's a small some minority. people worried about everything. But, yeah, I don't think there's very many people that are walking around like, oh, my God, we've got to save the, the planet. We've got to figure out uh, you know, what to do with this whole climate crisis. I, I don't think there are many people walking around. I think most people think that, yeah, it's something we probably should address and, and maybe can do but some do, things how do, to help. How do you... But I don't think there's the panic that, the, that they think that there is and that they're trying to instill. How do you address a climate optimum? See, this is what I don't understand. It, well, uh, I guess, well, what do you mean? What are the markers for optimum? The, 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 uh, the planet warms enough so that human and animal life and plant life advances at a quicker pace. Okay, well, okay. Well, I went to Bush Gardens and they have a zoo and I got to pet the feed the, and feed the giraffes. And um they took us into like the habitat or whatever because we went on a little uh, I forget what it called safari type thing. And they every single animal was like uh, I don't know if they're trained to do this or whatever, but I don't know why they would just make it up. It's like this animal is endangered. This animal is endangered. This animal is endangered. This animal is endangered. So like I don't like I don't know anything about animals. You know what I mean? So how? That's why well, that, it's like who so, knows? So, like, because as someone who doesn't know anything, there like there are animal experts who could tell me something. I have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm, I could just believe that. I guess that's what most. So I grew up with you. I've heard all the stats and all the st- yeah statistics and whatever from you. So someone t- coming to me and telling me, "Oh, we're in a climate crisis," is just it, like stupid to me because I've grown up with all of it. But someone my age who knows absolutely nothing. And that's all they're like. It's like me listening to someone talk about wild animals. It's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that this breed of zebra was endangered. I had no idea that giraffes were endangered. I had no idea that this was endangered. So, like, that's why when well, people say, oh, it's a climate uh, optimum or the climate's getting worse, it's like whatever whatever they hear first is probably what they're going to believe. Uh, the polar bears have been endangered for 20 years now, even though their population is four times greater than what it was 20 years ago. And, well, it, and, and I think you made the point on, on one of the earlier podcasts, too, though, that. Uh, and listen, I'm, I am somebody like most of us that I, I don't like change. I have my routine. Mm-hmm. I, I like things being the way they are. And when it changes, even if I know in my head, well, no, this changes for the better, idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go with this. This is good. Yeah. This is good for you. This is good for the situation. My initial reaction is still, nope, I, I don't want change. So I think part of it is that they feed into this uh, climate change. Well, Climate change could be good. Mm-hmm. As, it as is good said. in most yes, cases. For, yeah, you know, better growing in, in greater places. Well, that that's fantastic. But the initial human instinct, I think, is oh, change. No, 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 no. I, I don't want that. And then when you and it's add my to fault. that, yes, that listen. Yeah, not only is this change, but it is bad for you. And not only is it bad for you, but it's because you're not doing enough uh, things to change in your yeah. life to, to make it good. Mm-hmm. And I think they've just tapped into a basic, uh, and especially in America, I, I do think most Americans, I, I do think we are grateful and do have an understanding of how fortunate we are to be born in this country and really in this time uh, where life, I, I think it depends speaking, on the population. Is, is easy. I think uh, where you are, I think I think a lot of people under 30 years old feel 
that somehow or the other they're owed something and put upon. And I, I just can't because look at what is going on on our campuses right now. All right. No one says this would not have been happening if Hamas did not decide to go in and butcher 1,400 innocent people, relatively innocent people. So it would not have been happening. Nobody says boo about that. All they're saying is, look at these bullies. Look at these bullies. You know, I took a look at a map, and this is what, what I'm talking about in general. The lack of perspective and the lack of the total information picture. There are 1.2 billion Arab-speaking people in the world. By the way, there are 2 million of them that live in Israel. They encompass an area that surrounds a country the size of New Jersey with 7 million people. Now, how is it in any realm of common sense that somehow or the other, those 7 million people that basically want to be left alone— are going, let's go take out these people, these people, this people. If you, if you uh, disarmed Israel tomorrow, it'd be a, it'd be a mass bloodbath. If you, if you disarmed Hamas, you'd be like, yeah, someone take them. Jordan, take them. I, that's the other thing. But getting back to it, people, people are protesting like crazy on campuses. And I'm like, do you even know what you're protesting about? And my guess is the majority don't. Joe, oh right? my like gosh! I, I foreign mean, policy—they they couldn't. Oh my! They, people, they, they people couldn't are... truly understand what's happening there and take the position that they are. No, you, you just couldn't. In good conscience, I feel like we can. It's like we can hardly grasp it. Like you're dealing with thousands of years of history yeah. as well, too, and I just mean, like you're dealing with people that. Uh, there's, and I'm not talking about the vast majority because, yeah. I, I, you know, let's see, yeah, the old joke of you know, some of my best friends are Muslim. Well, that's exactly right. Some of them are. In fact, uh, uh, I, I follow this guy, I absolutely love this guy called the Imam of Peace yeah. on Twitter. And he's got almost a million follow, followers, and we talk every once in a while back and forth. Because at the root of it, jihad is supposed to be a personal war that you encounter with yourself. It's not supposed to be... That sounds uh, like almost like Christ was like, I came to bring a sword. It's yeah, like, uh, that's very, that's a very interesting parallel. And you notice uh, things talking about that, but the sword is to cut out the evil inside of you, not to sit there and go, uh, you know, oh, you, you're evil, I'm going to go get you or whatever, I can't exist if you're not there. Now let me get just get back to climate because I'm probably pissing a lot of people off. Uh, it's, it's, just it's, all, it's all the same undercurrent, though. Like like what Jeff was saying earlier, I was about to say, like, oh, you go from, I like, it can very quickly lead into, like, humans, we need less humans, we need less people. Upon, like, just the, you know, you, everything can tie together. Like, we can tie foreign policy to abortion, to climate, to, to, like, so it's like, if we go on, unfortunately, your field has been politicized. Well, it's, it's, it's so, like, whenever destroyed. you talk about politics, it's like... It's, I, I think it's been It's destroyed. like a war on truth. I'll like, give, a war on science is a war on truth, so... I'll, I'll give you an example, another example. And I wrote about this in my book. I wrote two chapters in my book, and COVID was a warm-up for climate, and we see these people now saying that the climate situation is worse than COVID ever was. That came <laughs> out of the head of AstraZeneca, all right? That, that big pharma, they're going to find a way to get involved. Well, there's more people with this, more people with that. You want know, to know something? It is, it, it, again. They've been trying to do that for years. It's though. the same common denominator of p- 
people who are smart and should know better. They are smart people. I'm not saying the CEO of AstraZeneca isn't, but he's preying on the ignorance and the fear of people. Oh, my gosh, it's worse than COVID. By the way, that's a very, very interesting statistics uh, coming out now. I see that the people who were forcing people into mandates no longer believe that they were forcing people into mandates. I don't know about you, but I watched, uh, I watched up very closely uh, the amount of work it took to avoid getting that shot with certain people. And we had very strong religious objections for various reasons. You know, as my minister over at Access Church says, one of my ministers, he says, uh, I didn't see a lot of sick people hanging around Jesus. Usually someone would come and get healed. But, so, you know, he, he, he viewed it, as I did, as a test of faith. And you have fear. And the people who were very fearful... And I'm not saying you didn't have a right to be fearful, but it seemed like that you resented people who said, listen, I'm just going to live my life the way it wants. Go live your life the way you want. Right. So statistics are coming out now. Apparently, one out of every 35 uh, people who got a shot had some kind of adverse effect and myocarditis in there. Now, I looked at that and I said, boy, I mean, you, you can really uh, punch that forward. But one in 35 means 34 out of 35 didn't, which means that there were a lot of people that the shot probably saved. And that's great. But the fact of the matter, in fact, I applaud it. The fact of the matter is that when you look at the entire information, there was information that was known or suspected to be known that was stopped from coming out. And the people that were talking about it you know, it's a respiratory disease. Hello, maybe we should give someone steroids that, you know, clear their lungs out. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good idea to me. No, 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 I can't do this or that can't do that. So you see this going on completely across the board. And you could choose to say, stay in your lane, Joe. Well, what's my lane? My lane is to look at things and tell the truth and then to point it back toward climate and weather and say, do you realize what you realize what you're looking at, what these people are doing and how they're, they're just basically, you know, dragging the purity and majesty of the weather into the mud. Go do your mud someplace else. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame when you see it going on. Mm. I was thinking today, or I forget, I think I was listening to Glenn Beck today, and they made a good point that, like, I know you say, oh, I should stick to climate, or everyone should stick to their own thing, but it's like, what did I say? I said they're trying to get you to believe just with the Israel and Hamas thing. Then I'm just going to bring it up because they do it in every domain. It's like in yeah. climate, we're either ruining the world or there's nothing wrong with the world. They want you to pick a side. And I was saying earlier, it's like they want you to believe that there's justification for killing innocent people. The same way that, like, they want you to believe that um, assigned sex at birth is a social construct is what I, I cited because there's a war on absolute truth. Like a war on yeah. it's like moral relativism. There is, like, oh, everything can be is a social construct. Marxism right. is a war on, no, there is absolute truth. There is male, female. There is, um, you can't, like, there's great, people are like, oh, well, there's, like, if, if you can... There's justification for killing people, uh, innocent Israelis, because of blah blah blah. This it's like they want you to be like, uh, like that's gray area. They want you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and then again, again, if uh, you know, 
I, I just look at this Hezbollah. Or like in climate, Hamas. if you don't care about climate, if you don't, if you don't think the world's ending due to climate change, it's like, oh, you, you don't care. You're not. You're. Yeah. You're, how is the world? That's the other thing too. The, it, 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 and I'm the only guy that does this. I, every morning, I religiously put on Twitter the global temperature according to the weather stations around the, where well, they're actually. Tonight, right. Yeah. Right. It's 0.19 Fahrenheit above normal, above their database normal. Now, what's interesting about that is its variance is not nearly as great as the known variance of, of, of the non-weather stations, okay? Listen, it is warmer, all right? It did rise. But what's fascinating is, and I just got hit by the AP. They just fact-checked me and just, you know, butchered me in an article. And I was like, you guys didn't even call me. You didn't talk to me. You didn't even, you don't, you cannot possibly If this were the SATs, you'd flunk them because you could see exactly what I'm looking at. I I ask people all the time, let me ask, why, why why would you trust someone who won't show you his data and his work, as in the hockey stick, right? That's always been blocked. We haven't seen it, uh, seen the work. What, Michael Mann? Uh, yeah, Michael Mann and the rest of them, especially since where he has those Briffa cones in the polar Urals in the western United States, there should be no warming if the planet is warm. Those are, See, where the planet warms, eastern North America, much of western Europe, but they're coal pockets that are left. And one of them, two of them are where, the, you know, a lot of those tree cones came from. So I want to see, I want to see, I want to see what you kept in and what you threw out. Right, because you have the ability to, and so does everybody else. But no, we don't get to see it. And so when a guy like Mark Stein says what he says, and by the way, the trial the trial was supposed to start today, got delayed another month. Uh-huh. Remember, a man is suing Stein for Stein calling him a fraud. Well, why did Stein call him a fraud? Well, he called him a fraud because he won't show me what you did. Why? Why should you just sit on and say everybody accept my word? Okay. So what? I, so it's something I, I I saw it on Twitter and I, I I probably overreacted as I usually do. But I said, why would you trust those people? Why would you trust people who can't tell you how net zero will actually affect the global temperature? Will it stop it? Will it turn it turn it down? See, <laughs> because you trap them very easily. If they can't tell you what the goal is, then what the heck are you going after the goal for? If they say, well, it'll reduce the temperature by a half degree. I said, well, last time the Earth, the Earth was a half degree cooler, there were 5 billion people. There are now 8 billion people. What are you going to do about the compensating cooling that's going to take place in new growing areas? Does that enter into the equation? None of this gets demonstrated or shown. And it's absolutely, uh, you know, uh, it shouldn't be maddening. Yeah, because, and if it's, uh, so, if it's so hard to get to net zero, how are we supposed to maintain net zero? Oh, yeah, and the other thing they slammed me on was the trees. They didn't even see what I was saying. I didn't say that the, uh, the trees uh, offset completely all, all uh, the uh, CO2. I said it was offsetting the emissions from energy, Right, I but ju- the thing is, it says it's not even a problem. CO two emissions aren't even a problem. That's the prob- That's what I get so upset about. It's like we talk about oh net zero, net zero, net zero, net zero. It's like that's not even the issue. It's it's like well, it's that, just uh, they want you to talk about it and run circles over and over about something uh, that's a stupid, stupid uh, problem. Uh, you're and the other thing, you're. I hate to say it's a stupid problem, but the real war is the war on freedom. And the chance to continue to advance, because if everybody's miserable, if everybody's miserable, 
then you naturally turn to someone, oh, I'll pull you out of your misery. I get a kick out of this whole thing, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, we haven't really talked about the presidential candidates. But I, a guy on MSNBC today, he says, look what would happen if Donald Trump got back into office. All these alliances that Joe Biden has have built would, you know, come apart. And I'm, I'm sitting, I, I don't care how left of center you are. What good have these alliances done the United States? Under Trump, there were no wars to form alliances yeah, for. But, yeah, but they were, they're probably afraid to, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting about that. But what I'm saying is, here's this guy saying, we're going to destroy all these alliances. And I'm sitting there saying, well, what was the benefit of this? these alliances how's that how's that uh uh fit into climate let's go net zero well, what's the benefit of net zero what's Even it going china's to not going net china was china, like china's i know but they admitted it i just think that's so funny it's like this is unrealistic and we're not doing this even though they never planned on doing it they just came out and said it and they were like oh okay like, uh, uh, yeah uh, you know <laughs> if you can't get china to go along and, and, and somehow or the other these people want to convince People that, oh, if we do it, they'll do it. And they're working on a renewable energy grid anyway, and they're not even trying to get to net zero just for the advancement of science, which is the way it should be. Well, and where where what is also interesting to me is where they pick to find nuance in stories and where they don't see any nuance and where it is black and white. Uh, and... You know the CO two emissions is is one example of that where there's no nuance. It's man made mm-hmm. CO two. That's the sole reason for the problem. Anybody who says differently is insane. Exactly. And then where to me it is clear there are two genders. Mm-hmm. It's like well no, there's nuance there. Not not not, not there actually isn't. Mm-hmm. But you got to find the nuance in the, in those situations and those stories where oh, well, again to me there that. is none. And but then. I mean, if you just sit back for a second, it it is preposterous to think that there's only one thing that would be affecting the climate or climate change. Well, what they're saying is it's it's the addition of that. My argument is that the addition of that could be seen between 1950 and 1990 if we know that the ocean's warming up because they're all out of control about the oceans boiling, causing the air to warm up. Why didn't the oceans warm up from 1950 to 1990? And why did they begin warming in 1990 after geothermal spreading increased? All right. Here's the other thing. This, this is absolutely beautiful. The increase in the amount of water vapor, I tracked down, there's actually a site called Climate for You. Mm-hmm. All right. And they are tracking water vapor. And it's always amazed me that that's not out there front and center. Because water vapor is a much more important greenhouse gas. And actually, you know, when they say, oh, heat trapping gas, water vapor does does tend to trap heat. CO2 doesn't. There's only 420 parts per million in the atmosphere. It's not like water vapor has... Haven't uh, we had ice ages at thousands of parts per million? Yeah, we have. But let, let me... Sorry. Let me, context. Uh, uh, let me let me, let me me get back to what I was saying. At 58, 59 degrees... We have uh, you meteorologists out there that are listening to this. You got degrees in meteorology. 
did you or did you not learn about saturation mixing ratios? Now, I'm circling back to what Dr. Kerr taught. Saturation mixing ratios show a correlation between water vapor and temperature. In other words, let's say it's 15 degrees above zero out, okay? And you start shoving water vapor in from uh, where the air is saturated at 25 degrees. Let's say you've got an air mass 15 degrees here and 25 degrees here. It's saturated completely at 25 degrees, okay? Saturated, right? You shove that air in. The first thing that's going to happen is clouds are going to form. Second thing that's going to happen is the temperature is going to go up where it was colder, at the 15 degrees. That's what water vapor does. So, and, and that's why we look at, we, we look at the uh, density of the atmosphere, the uh, water vapor, and water vapor advection. For instance, the way you get a big snowstorm is you have a low-pressure system coming at you, trying to jam warm, moist air into a high-pressure system with cold, dry air that's not going to move. Then there's going to be a problem. But if you ever notice in a snowstorm, think about snowstorm, especially around here in State College. It might start at 22, 23, 24 degrees. By the time it's done, a lot of times it's freezing rain in 32. Well, why did that happen? Because there was more more moisture in the air. Why do you see your breath? All right. So anyway, the uh, the amount of water vapor increase since the increase in geothermal spreading and the warming of the ocean has been about 0.75 grams per kilogram. At 58, 59 degrees, that correlates to almost a one degree Fahrenheit rise, which is basically what we've seen over the last 35 to 40 years. It correlates, it, it just completely, we, we, you know, oh, what about radiative this and radiative that? Well, how's the back radiation of CO2 supposed to warm the ocean if it only penetrates a millimeter or two of the ocean? So they just, they just and, and I'll tell you what, I think what's going on is I'm actually getting over the target. I was wondering when some people would start picking up on this because it is, if I'm correct, it blows their whole missive out of the water. In addition, if I'm correct, so what? If I'm correct, so what? They're not going to listen to me anyway. Because this is, and it proves that this is not about climate or science. If I'm wrong, so what? You see what I'm saying? And so for my position is, it doesn't matter to me what, what you think. I know what the end result is. I'm not out. This is not me changing the world or saving the planet. But this is what I'm talking about. These people just don't even, don't even bother looking at this or the, the way it's linked along. Now, how do you explain? I could see if there's, I cherry-picked one or two things, but there's five factors in a row that all point at each other, right? And, you know, yeah. you just gotta, and, then, and then I really got hit on Twitter because I made this comment. I want you to think about this. We have uh, the Inf Inflation Reduction Act. Part of that is to hire 20, a 20,000 uh, 20, strong climate, climate corps. We're, we're going to have a climate corps. And we've had 87,000 IRS agents. And I said, well, gee whiz. So, you know, we could call the climate corps the green shirts. And I said, Germany had their brown mm -hmm. shirts and the youth corps. And somebody, oh, this is the, and you want to know somebody? I knew I hit, hit, it, hit it right on the mark. I hit it right on the mark because even though it was tongue in cheek, 
You have to start thinking about that. We're going to have 20,000 kids. Hey, your job is to go in the neighborhood and start yelling and screaming. Not yelling and screaming. What they'll do is they'll come into your neighborhood. They'll talk to you. They found out if you're not receptive, then there's problems. All right? And that's what you're going to start seeing happening with this, with this whole climate court thing. So there's a, you know, there's, I mean, you know, we didn't even talk football here, but there was a lot going on over the past week, and it just boggles the mind. I'm 68 years old. I remember thinking back 40, 50 years ago that the last thing, the last thing that would be on my mind would be the weather. I mean, nuclear war was on our mind, you know, uh, but of course, climate change uh, is a bigger threat than nuclear war. So, you know. Yeah, it must be amazing to have that lack of uh, foresight uh, or understanding of, of the real threats. And I, I do think that is part of the, the real concern here is with the number of real threats that are out there is that there are whatever segment it is, and apparently it'll be a growing segment with uh, more and more power, uh, I... ca caring about a... a, a if you want to perceive it as a problem, it, it is a problem that certainly in the uh, relative scheme of things uh, is is not a an especially pressing matter. Uh, and we have some real pressing matters that need yeah. addressed, and uh, we and just I, seem to be willing to completely ignore those. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'd be surprised if there was an election next year, but I wouldn't be surprised, I hate to say it, with all I see going on. I mean, think what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen with Donald Trump. He's going to be convicted about 45 of the things, and he's going to go to appeal, and they're just doing to him. If you go and look, the, the guy, Adam Smith, did it to the governor of Virginia, McConnell, destroyed his career, destroyed yep. his life, and then it was overturned 9-0 in the Supreme Court. But that <laughs> won't make a difference. What will happen is you, you'll, you get, you'll have people getting in your face saying you're going to vote for a convicted felon, Okay. So that's a problem right there. If it if if it comes to that, I don't that, know. You I think know. a lot of people are motivated by that because I, I think a lot of people think that he's like on the right. No, I, I understand that, but that's why they're going to try to put. And so it, it, you know, the to me the the right thing for who and I think he I loved his policies. Don't get me wrong, but given the situation, how dire it is, and how much we need leadership, in my opinion, from the other side, same kind of policies, but you know, uh, with a different person because people just hate him so much. I, like I don't to see think anyone can win. Sorry, go ahead. I'll finish. Okay. Uh, Larry, so, finish. But what I'm saying is that, to me, can already throw things into a constitutional crisis, right? Even though... Oh, gosh, it, yeah. It, it, see what I'm saying? Now, combine that with the fact that we're just continuous spigot of money to the Ukraine. Now we've got Israel we've got to back up. Where the heck is this money coming from? And how do you think you're going to pay that off? It's never and, paid and, off. And, and what do you think? And then you'll start getting climate controls. You're going to ask people will start saying, because I think there's going to be a hurricane season from hell next year. What happened in Acapulco? You know, that, that was sort of sweat. It was weird. I, I thought they'd make a bigger deal about it than what they did. But, but the thing is, those kind of things could happen to the United States cities next year. That's what I'm concerned about already. It has nothing to do with CO2. It's what I'm looking at in the weather pattern. So you start combining all these things, all right? 
Look at the COVID outbreak we were supposed to be having now. Where is it? Is it is 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 it happening? I don't even know. But it was it was talked up like crazy. As we head into this election season, I'm sitting here going, you know what? I just got to not pay attention to this stuff except to you know spout off on the podcast because it will drive you crazy. And when things drive you crazy of a human origin, maybe they're to get your attention that there's something else that you should be looking at, perhaps a divine origin for help in the matter, rather than thinking this guy can solve it or that guy can solve it. But boy, I'll tell you, uh, if you're... if Nobody can solve it, but I feel like at this point, it's like if you say, oh, what they're doing to Trump, he's never going to make it, blah, 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 anyway, and we have to put some someone else, because it's... But I feel like that, that's bending the knee. Like, if you... Yeah. No, but what I'm saying, you if you concede anything to these people and you're like all right after what they did to trump if there's any concession on that you give an inch they'll take a mile it's like i'd rather lose with someone who has every right to be a candidate and then that's the end of the country i feel like if if you give them an inch of constitutional power they're gonna then they already won what happened happened with roman bravo young and what was his name desantis all right roman roman bravo young switched strategy the coaches said Get your arm back there so he can't grab it, right? Sometimes you don't retreat. You just reroute. And that's that's the thing I'm looking at here. I don't think anyone it can is, beat – they're going to put up Michelle, in my opinion. I don't think anyone's going to beat Michelle yeah, other a, than Trump. Yeah, I've been saying that she was going to be uh, – And Ted Cruz is well, saying why, that too. And people why, definitely – I don't like, – why would, why would Trump beat Michelle? She, she, because she I be- think a lot of people who are – who were – backing the Obamas are now backing Trump because he was con- be like just because he was convicted because he's gone through so much I don't know I I've seen I it know. I've seen it in people my age Really boy that's 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 interesting because to me to me this And within pop culture people are not scared to talk about it anymore To to me uh if it were me I I do the bigger thing for my country and just become a, the uh, I, I don't think Donald Trump is capable of becoming an elder statesman. And mm-hmm. I, that's not saying, listen, please understand what I'm saying, you know, because this is very it's amazing that one candidate could be so polarizing. All <laughs> I know is this. My electric bill in 2019 was two hundred dollars a month at the highest. Now, in the summer. It's up over five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I think kids my age are starting to realize that too. Just cost of living, how how different it was. How, gas. It, 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 that's insanity. Yeah. That's insanity. Like a nine ounce a nine ounce piece of steak at a restaurant, sixty dollars. And no student loan forgiveness either. It's like they just don't follow through on things. So so uh, so uh, I think that uh, well that 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 was kind of crazy. The, the point of the I know, matter is, I'm saying they just don't do things. When, when you put it all together, what you're seeing with climate is just it's, it's the same thing across the board. That's my argument, okay? So when I bring these parallels up, I'm not trying to get you to say, oh, I believe Joe. I'm getting to say, Yo, wait a minute, let, let me see about that. Let me, why don't I have all the data? Why don't I have all the data? Why, why don't we know about what happened in the Gulf of Tonkin? 
okay? That's 1964, for goodness sakes. Or all the data on the Kennedy assassination. Or if you bring all this stuff up, oh, you're a conspiracy nut and all this stuff. I had a lady call me a conspiracy nut. And I go, well, what, what is so conspiratorial about just wanting to see all the facts, right? And, you know, you can put your head in the sand, but guess what? Eventually, if your head's in the sand, your butt's up in the air, and someone's going to come along and kick it. And that's all that's, that's to it. Now, uh, we don't have time to talk football, do we? Probably not. We can get into it uh, next week after the, the big Nittany Lion went over Maryland and they right the ship <laughs> or something like that. Well, I thought they uh, – listen, listen. A- any uh, – college football has gotten so good. Any given Saturday, you don't really know what's going to happen. Not as I, a fact. I, you know what's funny? I'll tell you who is really smart. First of all, Garrett Smart. And uh, my brother, my, I just can't believe – I wrote him and I said – no, Georgia's in Georgia's in a lot of trouble without that big tight end, right? I write that, and he writes back, "This is going to be Carson Beck's coming out party," and that's because he knows what he's talking about. That's a, that's the one thing. Next week, um, uh, the weather bell winter forecast will get online next week. Uh, the end of this week. What's today? Monday. I just put it on premium today. We'll put it on. It hasn't changed, but there's some very, very interesting aspects that make me think that a more severe winter than even what we have. And we have a we've had a heck of a winter for a while forecasted, but it could be a big, big winter for the entire country. Uh, That's the first thing. And what was the second thing? I can't remember. (laughs) I just read something on Twitter. Bill Nye's full name is William New Year's Eve. (laughs) That was, really, that was really interesting. <laughs> I'm clearly paying attention. That was really good, uh, good timing. And, and we can't report on the trial of uh, Dr. Mann and Mike Steiner. We don't care what the verdict is, Dr. Mann. You're still invited on our show. We'll, lo- we'll love you, give you our love anyway. We will treat you respectfully. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, someday maybe Bill Nye and I can hook up again. <laughs> Bill, William New Year's Eve. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. That's actually funny. Should be about the uh, should be right around the the same time that we get the uh, Louis Free uh, update here on the Penn State campus that he it, promised to to come back and answer any questions. Is he ever going to show about up? The same time. Uh, probably about the same time that uh, that Bill and I oh, comes we, on. Uh, we have debates a, a, here on the John podcast. Ziegler in be there. one really big weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's what you know. What they should do? They should have an open debate between Ziegler. That's that's who it is. Yeah. And and Louis Free, like they like they used to do, like a nice all out debate. I, I would pay to watch it. I would pay to watch that too. I would pay. Yeah. Well, That'd you know awesome. what I'd pay to watch? That, uh, I'd pay to watch Jordan Peterson versus whatever board of Clint is suing him, the Canadian Board of Clinicians. I'd pay to watch. <laughs> Um, Michael Mann and you, I, yeah, but well, Louis uh, Free and Ziegler would probably be top of mind. Uh, I'd, I'd, really lo- I'd love to, I'd love to do that. In fact, there was someone that said that they'd offer twenty thousand dollars to uh, to make that happen. A <laughs> local, a local. It could just dealership. do like a big card of like high. I would watch a debate card. <laughs> like a paper, that. like a UFC, like debate card. I think that'd be cool with like the intellectual dark you, you web. Know, they used to have that. It's called a college bowl. Do you remember the old college bowl oh, yeah. show on Sunday night? I used to yeah. watch that, and uh, and I used to get embarrassed because A and M would always lose to Texas in that too. <laughs> they, they would ask the I love long, watching people. They argue. would they would always ask the Longhorn uh, guys easy questions like, "What color is?" The color of the sky, <laughs> you know, 
And then they go to the Aggie, Aggie guy. Okay, your response. Uh, what causes the sky to be that color? And why is it if the sun is in a certain <laughs> That's, That's funny. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a big... I, people just love love that type of stuff. Like, I remember... There are people who used to tailgate for Trump debates. Like, or, like the debates and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Like, well, not anymore. They'll yell no. you down. They don't, uh, they don't want... It's not funny You know, anymore. my guy... Look, my, uh, I, I think he's... I just think he's qualified and he's in the most diverse state in the union and uh, yeah i really i really like this i I really like what i hear from desantis i know he's taking a lot of hits but he's got that proven that proven track record and what was what's impressive is that he somehow got those i mean only won by what twenty-five thousand votes the first time somehow or the other he Got that diverse Florida population to buy in. I thought that was really impressive to me. So, but who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll it see. is not often these days that elected officials' uh, popularity goes up after they get in office because you have to start governing and making decisions. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, there is something to that. Well, we see our first snow of the season, I think, Wednesday morning. At uh, least, uh, you know, just be a little brief thing. Uh, Before Christmas, it's fine. After Christmas, no. Listen, I uh, think the more the merrier. But uh, in any case, I uh, think it's a good time to get off the pod. Yes, yeah. I'm, <laughs> no, no, I'm done listening to this crap of story. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, we can guarantee the next few months will be entertaining. The most entertaining outcome is the most likely. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. And uh, <laughs> this is the best podcast we've done since the last podcast. And I'm going to sign off on behalf of the American Girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff, the voice of everything that's anything that's important to Penn State, Myers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want everyone to get out there and enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.